How to tell an employee they didn't get to promotion. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome, everyone, to Coaching for Potential. I'm your host, Roy Rowland, and it is my pleasure to talk to you this week about how you can be a more effective coach, how you can be a more effective manager, and how you can learn these skills to get the highest potential from your team. So I am delighted to be here today to talk about that. And one of the reasons I'm so geeked up today is because I was talking this week with one of my clients, and they had had that difficult conversation that they had to have about telling an employee they didn't get promoted. Now, the great thing about this process is when I was talking to them, they would tell me that, you know, three years ago, before I started working with them, they would have deferred this decision. They would have sent that up the chain to the VP or to the CEO and said, you need to talk to them. They're the ones that made a decision. But now, but now this person is so skilled at coaching that they welcome this conversation because they want to talk about how to develop this person who missed the promotion but could in fact get the job the next time. So we were doing a coaching session this week and we had a bunch of managers on the phone, which I typically do when I'm coaching organizations. And one of the managers told me the story that she had an employee that didn't get the promotion, but she had a great conversation with her. Matter of fact, the conversation went so well that this employee the very next day improved their skill sets. I mean, they, they made fewer mistakes. They answered more phone calls. They really did those things that made them a better employee 24 hours after missing the promotion because this manager had the ability to have that conversation to get them to their highest level of performance. And so we're going to help you talk about that. And I love talking about those success stories because that's what you can do with this process. You can become a much better manager by learning how to coach more effectively. So we're going to talk about how you can do that, how you can be that manager that used to be very afraid to have that difficult, you didn't get the promotion conversation, and now you can have that conversation Keep your team member, motivate them, get them fired up, and then help them develop to that level where they can be able to be promoted in the future. Because one of the keys is if you can help people get promoted that work for you, guess what? Senior managers are going to notice that. And that's an incredibly powerful tool. So one of the things you want to do is you we, no one ever wants to talk about negative feedback. I mean, oh, who wants to do that? That's why I love to coach because I can ask people this, what happened here? What did you see? What could you have done differently? Knowing what you know now, what would you have done? Those are a great way to do that. So when you deliver the negative feedback, your brain is not working optimally. It is difficult to deliver the news and you don't want to hurt their feelings. So the most important key in this process is be prepared. And the manager I mentioned earlier, guess what? She was prepared. She knew the three candidates. She knew who Scott selected. And as soon as the senior management team made their selection, she reached out to those folks. You don't want them to be finding out they didn't get their motion on Facebook. You want to be transparent. You want to keep people in the loop. I'll give you an example of this. Uh, in my book, My Best Boss Ever, there was a great CEO, and he was the, the CEO of a large bank 
in Florida prior to the financial meltdown of 2007-2009. And they had had a huge construction contract loan that was going south. And it was so big, it was actually going to bring the entire bank down with it. But what he did is he got all of his employees together and he shared with them the real life example of what was happening. He trusted them not to share that information with their spouses or their other friends because if there was a run on the bank, all of the liquidity being pulled out of the bank and the bank would have had to close almost immediately. He wanted to help them find jobs in case the bank didn't succeed and find jobs that could help them propel their career forward. And he actually hired a consulting firm to help them find a job. See, that's a great example of how you can be transparent and keep people in the loop. I want you to be that kind of manager. And of course, it's no fun telling employees they have been passed over promotion, especially if you value them and you value their work. So what's the best way to deliver this bad news? Well, you can basically, you want to deliver it in a way that they don't lose interest and they hold their job, but they don't hold a grudge against you and that they can be truly motivated going forward to keep that job. So it's hard to hear that news when you deliver it. It's hard to deliver that news. And is this a moment to give them the gift of challenge? I highly recommend you go back and listen to episode 90 when we talk about the gift of challenge because this truly is an opportunity to challenge them to a higher level of performance so they can be ready for that promotion the next time. So you may want to go back and listen to episode 90. But it is truly hard to hear that news and it's truly hard to deliver it. Also, you're giving highly emotional feedback. You're going to worry the person that you're talking to may feel anxious, dejected, frustrated. You might also have a real concern of what they could end up saying at the end of the process. You don't want them to be demotivated. You want them to be motivated to move to that next level. I've always wanted to write a book, The Power of P.O.'d. You know, because when people are PO'd, man, they get motivated. They get fired up. Like, remember back home when your mother was really upset and she was PO'd? I mean, if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. But I tell you what, things get done. Your room gets cleaned. The kitchen gets cleaned. The dishes get done. The laundry gets done. Mama is upset. She's motivated, and it motivates everybody else. But that inner drive can be something inside of all of you, and that can be an incredibly powerful tool for you as a manager. So you want to make sure that you can give this highly emotional feedback in a way that motivates the person, doesn't make them feel anxious, dejected, or frustrated. So here are some tips that you can use in order to do exactly that. You want to make sure that you prepare for it. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait. You don't want them to find out on Facebook. You want them to be in the loop like the story I told you about earlier. Also, don't wing it. Don't just go up and say, oh, I'm going to do this. Be prepared. Have your playbook ready. You know that you're going through this process of selecting someone. So be ready that when you get word that they're probably going to go with client number A or, or team member A, and team member B and C are not going to be selected, then start to prepare mentally for what you're going to say to those folks so that you can help them be great employees. Also, plan out what you're going to say and how you're going to say it. Write down your thoughts on paper and say them out loud. Prepare the questions that you will ask them to help reframe the moment because reframing that moment can be a great opportunity 
because in episode 90, I talked about reframing the moment by Shane Badier, an NBA world champion, an NCAA national champion. And what Coach K asked him was a simple question. He said, you know, Coach, all the other coaches told me I would start. Coach K didn't tell him that he would start. He says, you know what? The players decide who's going to start at Duke. Who gives us the best opportunity to win? But he did challenge Shane with this question. Do you have the mental toughness to accept that challenge? I think that is a great question to ask someone after you've talked them off the ledge. Don't give them that question first, but talk them off the ledge. So ask them, really, truly listen to them and find out what's going to be be said. So prepare your questions that you will ask them to help them reframe the moment prior to you setting down. So you want to ask them their thoughts and truly listen. If they share disappointment, it's okay. Listen and empathize. Hey, we're human beings. We've all been disappointed. Also, if they're angry, listen, it's okay to say, I've been disappointed. I've been angry. We're all human. We've all been disappointed. We've all been angry. I know what that's like. Matter of fact, I've been fired from coaching clients. They said, you know, it wasn't working. It happens. But you know what? I didn't quit. I reframed it. I went out and got more clients, and I've got more clients now than I've ever had. I've got more clients that are excited about this process than I've ever had. So, yes, there were setbacks, but those setbacks taught me how to reframe the process how to work with people who might be struggling, how to recognize those moments earlier on. Those weren't bad things. They made me a better coach. So rather than going, boo-hoo, it was as bad, this is tough. (laughs) Don't do the whining, moaning, and groaning. You know, grow up. Be tough. Recognize those things are difficult. And how can you use that information as feedback so that you're better? And I think that's a great question to ask them is how can we use this feedback? How can we use this moment to make us better so we're ready for that next promotion? So if you feel like, and then they may be feeling like a failure. So share with them things that made you uh, feel like a failure in life. It's okay to be empathized with them, to share concepts of that. And also, but you also want to share them reasons why they were considered for promotion. You didn't consider everyone in the organization. There were only, say, two or three or four candidates. Those people had the skill sets to be considered, and if we can polish the gym that's sitting in front of us, we can get them ready to be shining for that next opportunity. That's the way that you coach. So you also want to retain your employees, both within and the organization, but also psychologically. You don't want them to quit physically, but they may come back to work tomorrow, but be there in body only. Are they psychologically still committed? So you want to check in from time to time to see where they're at. I'll give you an example of this. One of the things that drives me crazy about CEOs that are close to retirement is when you can see them taking their foot off the accelerator. They don't sprint to the finish line. By golly, be a person who will sprint to the finish line. Don't quit. But you also want to be transparent. You want to explain how the decision was made. More information is always better. But you're coming from a position of your intent to help them grow. I had someone ask me recently, can coaching fail? And I don't believe it can if you, in fact, are you have the intent to help them grow, that you have the intent to help them be a better individual and a better member of your team. We can't assume that other people will understand our thoughts are 
our intentions. So we have to explain them so they understand and see what's going on. You need to describe your organizational context, the factors that went into the hiring decision, and what they can do to be ready for those factors in the future when this situation arises. You also need to create a sense of procedural justice. And I think this is people want to be in an organization that they feel is fair, that they feel like there's a process and that the system wasn't against them. I'll give you an example of this. I had a friend of mine and he worked with a family organization and he worked there for a number of years. And one of, said, one of the things that he said was the biggest frustration is he knew he would never be promoted to senior management because that always went to family members. It was a family-owned business, a family-run business. Even though he played a critical role in the organization, he knew he would never get to the senior level because that there was not a procedural justice system. There was not a system of fairness. He was never going to rise above. So you want to make sure if people can't do that, you know, there's nothing wrong with telling them we're probably going to promote a family member. Let them know. But if you've got a fair system, a fair process, let them know that too. People like to know they're doing the right thing. So you've got to be empathetic. You've got to be mindful of that person's self-esteem. We only considered qualified candidates might be something that you say. We only had one position open and someone else got it. What we can do is I want to help you be ready the next time the promotion comes available. So let's talk about how we can help you be eligible for that going forward. Um, you know, your employee's first question may be, maybe, your employee's first question may be, why didn't I get the job? Well, you know, would you like me to help you prepare for the next opportunity can be a great question that you would talk about. Then one of the things that I would share with employees when I was a CEO is I would tell them, guess what? I was personally rejected for seven opportunities where I applied for CEOs at, another, at other organizations. Seven times I was denied. And I've got to tell you, I never felt frustrated. Did I feel disappointment? Absolutely. But did I know I could be a CEO in the future? Did I know I have the skill set to make that happen? Yes. And I continued to do that. And I will tell you, the seventh time I interviewed, and I did, in fact, get that promotion, I became the CEO of that organization, I've got to tell you, I was so prepared. I knew the questions they were going to ask. I knew how the board was going to uh, handle the process. I was so prepared. I had my answers down pat. And guess what? Because I had the rejection six times before, the seventh one I was incredibly prepared for. Do you have the emotional toughness to be able to handle that kind of rejection? Maybe a question that you ask yourself personally as a manager, but you may want to be a little careful before you say that question with your folks. Also, don't overpromise. One of the easiest things you do is I have a lot of confidence with you and you'll get the next promotion. Don't say that. That is incredibly dangerous and it can be damaging to your career and to their career. Also, follow up with that person. Find out what's going on. Because if they need your help, follow up with them. See where they're at. See where they're at emotionally. See where they're at physically. So what are the do's and the don'ts of this process? Well, number one, show compassion. Be mindful and respectful of your employee's self-esteem. Praise and validate that person. Talk about the things that they do well. You're great at this, and you're great at this, and you're great at this. And I want to help you get better at that. Never say you're great at this, great at this, great at this, but this is where you're... If you hear the word but, it destroys everything ahead of time. But if you say and, 
you're talking about building on those things that you talked about. So replace but with and. Also, discuss your employee's growth and development plan in a separate meeting if needed or ask them how they want to proceed in that current meeting. Do you want to talk about growth and development? Do you want to talk about where do you go next? I was always, when I was fired from a scenario with a client, I always looked at what can I do next? What's my next move? The only two things that you can control in life are your action and your attitude. Control AA your action and your attitude. And I knew immediately when I had a disappointment, the best thing I could do was turn around and make sure I took action. Also, you don't wanna do these things. Do not procrastinate. Deliver the news in a timely fashion and as sooner the better. You don't want them to find out. You don't want them to find out they were not promoted through the grapevine. Don't wing it. Plan what you're gonna say and how you're gonna say it. Do not promise your employee the next promotion. Chances are, that you can't offer that assurance. So those are incredibly important ideas that you can share on how to tell an employee they didn't get a promotion. But the key is you're going to be an absolutely outstanding manager if you are like the team member I was talking to this week and she had the confidence because she was a manager I've been working with for a number of years. She had the confidence now that if she had to have that conversation with an employee, she could have that conversation with an employee and she would do a great job at it. So as we wrap up, here are some of the things that we, I would highly encourage you to go back and listen to. One of the great episodes you can go back and listen to is the gift of challenge because you may want to have, help them have a gift of challenge going forward. You also may want to listen to episode 57. And episode 57 is how to get a team member unstuck. So let's say this puts them in a spot where they're stuck. You need some techniques to get them unstuck so they can be psychologically motivated to accept the challenge going forward and be a great member of your team. You don't want to lose them over this spot. And listening to how to get a team member unstuck would be a great way to do that. Also, you can listen to episode 55, how to coach the underperformer. That's another way that you could use these tools to really help you be a great coach. So some of those folks say to me, well, Rory, how do we get a hold of you? Well, you can visit my website and that is RoryRoland.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-O-W-L-A-N-D.com. Also, you can visit our website where we have our coaching tool. It is coachingmanager.university. So it's www.coachingmanager.university. And at Coaching Manager University, we've got a 52-module program where you can learn how to be a more effective coach. It took us about a year to create this program. I'm incredibly proud of it, and it's a great tool to help people become a great coach. Matter of fact, if you are the first person to respond to this episode and say, I want a free, I want a free scholarship to Coaching Manager University, guess what? The first person that does that, I will, in fact, give you a free scholarship to Coaching Manager University. So those are some of the ways that you can help and promote your career because coaching and leadership are, in fact, learned skills. And these are the ideas that you can use in order to how to inform an employee that they didn't get a promotion, but you don't want to lose that employee both physically and emotionally. I just want to say thank you all for listening. It has been great to have you on today and have a great day. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching.
This has been a KCTK production, produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.